Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by Whataburger. I'm your host, Hannah Wing, and I'm pumped to be back for episode two with my wonderful co-hosts, Rangers radio broadcaster, Jared Sandler, and officially announced after last episode, Rangers first baseman and 2022 AL Silver Slugger Award winner, Nathaniel Lowe. Guys, we're back for episode two. So excited. Also, Nate, last night you got your physical Silver Slugger and left pregame ceremony. What was the one thing you'll remember from last night for the rest of your career? Um, that there wasn't a microphone, yeah, to, to accept my award, which is probably a good thing. No for, speeches? Yeah, no speeches. <laughs> no speeches for me. No speeches for, yeah, nothing for the crowd. Yeah, that was nice to be able to just kind of finally take it home. Because I've seen it a couple times, but I can't take it home. Last night I got to take it home. So did you drive with it, like passenger seat with the seat belt like how does that work this thing's big no so i we, had the same question i thought we, the same thing it's massive right we, it's a big trophy yeah yeah it's the way a trophy should be you know sometimes like you get those plastic ones like and they, they don't weigh that much this one's heavy the bat's real the bat unscrews from the stand wow yeah there's a big box i got the bubble wrap and all the stuff so yeah but no i put it in the box and put it in the back seat got so it. when you drove home last night were you extra careful no, no, no way. No, I, and you know, we played a quote unquote long one last night. That's I think true. we got like almost to <laughs> three hours. Almost yeah, three, three hours. hours, almost there. Played extra innings and then yeah, yeah, no, it was nice. All right, so where where are you going to put it? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I know my agent wants to get a copy, put one in his office. Um, it might sit there. I know my parents are going to want it, um, but it's mine. So, so we'll see. Yeah, it might sit on the fireplace for a little while next to my surprise hall of fame uh plaque hey, which by the way yeah go. yeah by there the way go. that was a surprise to me yeah. but, you know, <laughs> now, now that yeah now i'm an honorary surprise uh what is it surprise sports recreation campus hall of famer yeah so, congratulations I mean, watch out world it's almost back watch to back. out world honestly after you got inducted into the surprise hall of fame i was nervous that you'd be way too big for this i mean like you know i thought about not showing up the next day yeah. but, just big league us yeah right. flat out yep okay so you can get copies of these trophies. I didn't realize that. That's cool. I mean, I know that they have duplicates of certain things, but that's really neat. Uh, the, the the trophy, it's, so it's two crisscross bats, right? Just one. What, just one bat? One bat. Okay, so you can't drink out of it. There's nothing like that. There's no, like, shenanigans that can be attached to the trophy. No, it's not a Stanley Cup claret right. jug situation. All right. Yeah, I, I get it. Those are a little more revered than Silver Slugger. No, 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 no. I just didn't know if, I mean, there are plenty of trophies you can't, like, there's no like functionality. I just didn't know if there was something I hadn't seen because it is a massive trophy. Yes. 
Uh, I mean, you could maybe, could you swing with the bat? I like, mean, you know, like maybe I don't want you if things, things go south at one point, maybe I take the <laughs> silver bat up. That'd be something, you know, like maybe the silver slugger winner from year previous gets like a silver bat for a while. Like, you yeah, know, you like win a gold glove, glove you, yeah, get a, you get a exactly. gold patch. Platinum glove, you get a silver patch, which is kind of That's odd, odd but, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's pretty cool. But dude, that's, I know we talked about it first episode and you, I get it. You got to focus on this year and the rest of your career. Leave it to us to think about the the big picture. That, that's just like, and hopefully it's not the last one, but that's so bad a that you got like a silver slugger award like that is and and and, And now you physically have it too yeah it's even more of a big and it is such a cool trophy because i saw it at the what do we call the kickoff event or whatever when you wore the turtleneck and the rangers yeah the rangers foundation an iconic look by the way an iconic look but but like that thing is it's massive i mean it's like Probably goes up to my shoulders. It's about the height of Jared, I think. It's a tall trophy. Yeah, yeah. It's heavy. Jared's can you curl tall, it? Can you so. curl it? I don't know. I haven't tried. Tough. Ooh, I haven't tried. Yeah, yeah I, I carried it home, but it is awkward to carry. And with the box in one hand, my fingers are still sore from carrying the box because <laughs> oh, the grip clasp yeah. over the yeah. top of it because it's too big to stick under your arm. You got your bat with the stand on it in the other hand. But the cool part, the cool part is the entire Silver Slugger team is on there. So seeing my name That's next oh, to like nice. big time stars is really cool. It'd be really cool too if it was like the Masters where the previous winner would come back and give it to you the next year and just kind of create that cycle. Maybe we start right. it now. Or you have a we'll dinner. See. You have like yeah. a Silver say, Slugger. What would your pick? dinner be if you were, you know, to win this award again or a in the Masters? What dinner. would your meal be? Mm. Um. Honestly, I just import the Drake's Hollywood menu. Love you guys. I had a great experience there a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, the whole menu is awesome. Vin Scully fries would be on the menu for sure. It's got to be, yeah. Um, I had a steak that was delicious. Uh, I think the salad there is underrated. It's a delicious salad. So, you know what? People listen to this. Uh, Shout out, Drake. <coughs> we love Rangers. <coughs> I think, you know, you should, the organization should host on a road trip, you know, the day game, Get the team together, and it's your Silver Slugger dinner. And it's like your menu, and you bring everyone together. It covers a lot of things, right? You got to eat, so you get a meal. Yes. Uh, Team bonding, celebrating accomplishments of people within the organization. Why didn't this happen? Let's make it happen. This is a great idea. You're onto something. And and you know what that sounds like? That sounds like another shout-out, Patron Silver Shots to get started. Yes. (laughs) Bang. There you go. Sponsors. Uh, What's up, guys? Nate, play my wedding, please. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, we've already. Deal. (laughs) Uh, All right, so really cool, though, because not only do you get the award, but team gets another win. It's three straight. We're having this conversation on Wednesday before the finale between the Rangers and the Royals. And then this episode comes out tomorrow. But Jonah Heim walk-off home run. Are you, I don't want to disclose any secrets. Were you in the ballpark yesterday for the walk-off? I was not, unfortunately. I try to stay till the end of every single game. Last night was the one time I left. Yeah, I'm planning a wedding. It's about a month out. So I'm doing some last-minute details here and there whenever I can. And during season, it's... A lot of work, so unfortunately I was not here. However, I am a big fan of a walk-off homer, so I watched so many highlights of it, and I wish I was here more than anything. So, so I'm not I, leaving a game early no, ever no, no, again, I, trust me. Yeah, yeah, but hey, we won and you left, so maybe Maybe I'm the problem. No, quit it. For me, and I, I'll tell you what, and you know this, I, I had the, the very first walk-off home run I ever got a call 
at the big league level was yours last year against the Angels. And that? we got on the plane right after. I remember you walked down the aisle, and I was like, I, I think I texted you the call. You I was like, the clip. Yeah. I was like so like pumped That's about amazing. it. It was, well, it was really both cool. Both of you guys too. Well, yeah, and and I want to get into that with you, but uh, so for me, and 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 Hixie was on the call last night, so I'm in the the analyst seat, but like we're on, right? So like I I'm inside. I'm like fist pumping. I'm so jacked up. But like, I also got to make sure like I'm helping him not missing anything, information, stuff like that. For you, what's that like when someone else hits the walk off? Is it like, let's get to home plate? Yeah, I got yeah, like, to get the Gatorade guy. I can see you being the Gatorade guy. I haven't seen the replay of whoever got the Gatorade, but we're not friends today because I think it was Gatorade. Durant. They got to know. Oh my God. I got more wet than Jonah did. The, the Gatorade wound up on me but the ice water wound up on Jonah. And I, this is, I'm pretty sure that's two times in a row now that Jonah's hit homers and I've plugged him with the water. Like, <laughs> he's got, he got a face full of ice from me. And yeah, it's it, it's so cool. Hey, it's awesome because of his hair. When he hits, a, when he runs in general, the back of his helmet, you know, the hair's bounced. But when he throws the helmet off and the hair's just flowing and like it's all over the place. And yeah, I mean, he, and he's now, I think it's three walk-off home runs. Yeah. That was a third of for, his career in the yeah. first of the Rangers this season. Yeah. So. That was, uh, okay. So I asked Jonah this in the post game, uh, shout out to Jonah's wife, Kenzie, who apparently is big listener. Appreciate it. Kenzie. Hey, Kenzie. She's uh, the best. I asked Jonah this question and it's probably like a, it's not like a, it's a crummy question. Cause like, I don't know that there is a good answer for this, but like, I think basically what I asked Jonah was like, hey, 99.999999% of people who love this sport never will ever have the chance to hit a walk-off home run at the big league level. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, that's like I dream of doing something like that. What's the feeling like when you're rounding the bases? Like you don't have anything to do other than just touch the base. Like, is, are you like, do you just black out or is it like- Do you like, run a little bit slower? Um. All right, so, yeah, when, when I hit my first one in Tampa against Boston, mm -hmm. right, it was a total accident. Like, I was having a horrible day. I think I was 0 for 4 with a bunch of strikeouts at that point. I just got my doors blown off, and by mm -hmm. the grace of God, the ball found my bat, and it just snuck <laughs> in the left field pole, like, right inside it. And I remember, like, Oh, you, you went up over Yeah, yeah. And, and you just feel weightless running around the bases, you know? Like, homers are cool. Like, big league homers are the coolest, but a homer to win a game – to get the team the W and to send it home, like, that's that's a good time. Do you, like, think, like, are there thoughts when you're rounding the bases? Or is it like, oh, my gosh, like, it's Let me over get to home. Yeah, like, yeah, you want to see the teammates. Don't hit me that hard, but let's have a good time. Yeah. Okay. And then in the clubhouse after the game, are you forced to, like, dance in front of everyone when you had a walk-off home run? No, Anything embarrassing? No, but, like, everyone's there pretty excited. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, we're doing a good job making sure that uh, Jonah gets the recognition. Go catchers. I know that. Made Bobby Wilson so excited. Yeah. He loves those guys. Yeah, Bobby had a cute little Instagram post. Course, Love yeah. my catch. Yeah. 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 That was a big one. That was fun for Jonah. Uh, but I mean, like, that's on brand with him. I saw the bottom line on ESPN today. He's been clutch for us, man. He's been really good. Yeah. No, he, yeah. To see him do that, that was, that was really cool. He really has. And the pitching's been dominant, too. I mean, two Nolan Ryan records have been broken in the past two nights, and the season's just starting. I mean, this team is so much fun to watch right now. So, funny story about that. Okay. I didn't know. When DeGrom punched that last guy out to break the record, I had no idea oh, how about no. that. So I know what you're about to say. with the third out, you know, I throw it in the stands. Yeah, so the catcher will throw oh, it to yeah. you. The catcher throws yeah. the ball to me, and I throw it up in the stands. And, you know, I'm not thinking, like, DeGrom got another punch out. That's what he does, you know. And, and 
Jonah throws the ball to me, and I'm looking at our dugout, trying to be funny, and I throw it over the net and realize that all the pitchers are standing there with their hands up like, we need that ball. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we had to get security involved. Blake did a good job, got up there, and traded a ball for it. But, yeah. Okay, so I, I was going to ask you this as it pertained to Andrew Heaney striking out nine straight batters and tying the AL record there. And that one's a little different because – you don't go into the game like expecting that. Whereas with Degrom, I guess you go into the game and you know that what he did was on the table, and 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 what he did was strike out the most batters in franchise history for any pitcher over his first three starts of the organization. Nolan Ryan struck out twenty six and eighty nine. Degrom got to twenty seven with his ninth strikeout last night. Uh, so, how, I, I guess I'm always like curious, like how do people even know about that? Because, like, you guys have so much going on. Yeah, you aren't going to memorize all the possible records yeah. that could happen that like, night. You like know, you're not you're supposed to. in and doing your thing. You're not right. supposed to know that, right? Like, I mean, no, you know, and 89's before I was alive. So yeah. Same. That franchise, right, that franchise record's been around for a long time. I wasn't time, born either. Right, you know, and, and you know, seeing seeing him do his thing and, and punch people out is, like, it's just kind of what you expect. And Heaney's in that same category, too, now. If you look at what he's done recently, you know, He's been really good at striking people out. And while he was rolling that day, two days ago, you're like, well, okay, there's three or four in a row. And, like, there's five in a row. It's like, oh. So you knew it was happening. I mean, you kind of pay attention to it because, you know, you want the ball on defense. You want want to make a play. You want to be active. You want to be involved. But when he gets in that (laughs) mode and he's got his good fastball going and then it makes his other stuff play better, it's like, well, what are we here for? You just keep punching them out, and we'll stand behind you in case it's in play. Were you keeping track of how many strikeouts he had? I definitely did once it got to when – it, when it was the third inning of him still striking people out. I was looking at the scoreboard, and I turned around, and I was like, okay, uh, I don't remember how he got out, but the punch out started somewhere. And then, yeah, no, noticing, like, oh, my gosh, there's seven in a row, there's eight in a row, like – it's like a no-hitter, you know, don't say anything. He's yeah. on a punch-out streak, and then, uh, yeah, what is it, nine in a row? Or he almost nine. got to ten. And Yeah. Yeah, the bullpen The bullpen after the game is like, man, I, I wish Adolis would have dropped that ball so he had a chance to punch <laughs> the next guy I said out. the same thing on air, yeah. Right? It's well, like, yeah, when you need the cycle or something, you want out yeah. to fall down so you can keep running. Or What? Okay, but so there, there's certain baseball records that, like, I don't know if you – or a breathing human being, you know what they are. But, like, that one, I mean, it would be totally understandable if not a single person in that dugout before Andrew Heaney took the mound could answer what the record was for consecutive strikeouts. So, or, like, you, or, or, I don't know, I I guess are there people who they somehow, how do you get, like, how do people realize what's going on, I guess? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Like, I think you just kind of let it go. It's the okay. same thing, same thing, like, when you're on a birdie stretch, like, you never want to look at your scorecard. If you're, if you can, you know, somehow fire off two or three birdies in a row, like, for us mere mortals, like, you know, you feel like you're going to win the Masters. Yeah. But you don't look at your scorecard and go, okay, well, I'm three under in my last three. If I can hit this T-ball here, it's it's the same thing in baseball. You you're just, just keep playing the game, and when it happens, it happens. Okay, so then with DeGrom, now that's one that you knew was a possibility before the game, just the nature of the record. So we get game notes, right? Yep. Do you guys look like is, – is there anything that's – 
floating around in the clubhouse that people will just browse before the game and they see like, oh, wow, hey, DeGrom needs nine strikeouts to do this. Like, how did people know about that one, do you think? I don't know. Okay. I think that's, yeah, for the statisticians out there, for the analytics people, that's something that may be up their alley. But, yeah, you know, we just – with him, he's just getting people out, and it happens to be by yeah. strike three. It's I, just so crazy that DeGrom threw eight pitches last night, either 100 miles an hour or faster, and still said that he's not at the top of his game. That blows my mind. Well, yeah, and I went home last night, and I, the last thing on the pitching, like, so I guess two nights ago now, you know, a guy set a record for most, tie record for most consecutive strikeouts uh, in, in a game in the American League. Then last night, we had a guy who's, like, arguably the best pitcher in baseball, uh, set a record. Tonight, you've got uh, an all-star pitching. On Friday, you got a guy who, like, like has all-star stuff and has started multiple opening days. Uh, I'm sorry. Tonight is Nathan Avaldi. You have an all-star and a World Series winner. Friday, you got an all-star in Martin Perez. And then, to round out the rotation on Saturday, you got a guy who has all-star stuff and has started multiple opening days. That's that's the rotation for the Texas Rangers. That is pretty sweet. How cool is and that? And as Isn't of this awesome? morning, the Rangers are number one in the AL West. I know we're only about nine games in. However, <laughs> it still counts. Is that like, I mean, I know you guys aren't like standings watching, but like to me, I thought it was important. Like I'm a big believer that over 162, it's going to play itself out, right? Mm. So if you're a 95-win team, there's a little bit of variance, but you're going to get there. Sure. But like... With the last six years, and I guess for you specifically, last two years, and really that's that's when it starts, right? 2021 is really when this whole, uh, I guess, journey starts. Sure. Uh, to get off to a good start, is that, I mean, like, to me, I thought that was important, but, like, I don't know. Did you feel like that was important? Yeah, you know, we just got to win one pitch at a time, and this group has done a good job of winning one pitch at a time. You know, there's definitely things we could clean up on, and that's just how the game goes. You know, you're, you're never going to be a finished product. When you're playing, it's it's not like you can make the all-star game for your first week of the month or first week of the season. You can't win a World Series in April, but you can surely get off to a good start. And all it takes is a little momentum. And it feels like we're in a spot where we can really, you know, capitalize on some momentum. And the starting pitching is doing a great job of keeping us in these games. And, you know, even the last couple of days, we've had some pretty shaky offensive performances, but it feels like the pitchers have kept us in a spot to where we know we have a chance to win. And that's all you can ask for. Uh, all right. I, I think at some point we want to get through, go through like what your day is like getting ready for a pitcher, but we got some other things we want to talk about. So I want to throw in, I'm going to call an audible quickly. Okay. Something I need to get off my chest that like, I feel like both of you can offer some perspective on. I love food. Mm. Right? I love like going to a restaurant. Like I really appreciate going to a restaurant and ordering like something that I'm going to really enjoy. And Obviously, there's certain restaurants, especially when you travel. It's like, this is my one time. Maybe I'll come back next year. Saigon but it's not Kitchen? like Saigon Kitchen surprise. Uh, Saigon favorite. Kitchen actually is not a violator of what I'm about to bring up. Though. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. So there's certain things you'll order where it's like a cheeseburger is a cheeseburger, right? You know what it is. But like other items, you're like, I want to try this. I don't like, especially now that menus are like going very digital. Is anyone else on the same page as me as like, we need pictures, and I know that pictures can be deceptive, but like there are times I order something or I want to order something, but I'm just not sure what it, what it looks like. Maybe I don't understand like what the menu listing is conveying. And sometimes I'll order something and be like, this is not what I expected. I don't understand why we don't have pictures. Is that not bother you guys? I will give you a little pro tip that might sound a little psychotic. 
sometimes when I'm going to a restaurant for the first time, I always look at the menu ahead of time, like have my order prepared in my head, you know, getting excited about the food, whatever. But I'll go on Instagram and I'll go to the restaurant's handle and then I'll go to their tagged pictures because a lot of times food bloggers and people that visit that's the smart. restaurant will post it and then say what it is. That's but it's smart. also a lot of effort to go yeah, to. Yeah, no, that's so. smart. Wouldn't have thought of that. That's smart. Do you like, are you, you seem like, you're just so like, go with the flow on these <laughs> things though. Yeah. Um, pictures would help at Mexican restaurants for yeah. sure. That's you valid. Know? You know, because sometimes you hear like you're getting a burrito with some sort of sauce on there. Yeah. You don't really know what exactly. the sauce oh, sure. is until it's on your yes. plate. And sometimes you're like, well, I wish I would have gotten something different. But for the most part, like, I don't know. I stay pretty with consistent. It? And if I eat out more times than not in the season, it's breakfast food and it's kind of hard to mess it up. So that's fair. Some scrambled That's eggs true. and pancakes hit, hit the spot for me. When, when you go to a restaurant, you're like excited about it. Will you look at the menu before so you sort of know what you want? Or do you want it to be a surprise when you look at the menu? I like being surprised. I did too. I'm the exact opposite. I plan. I also have food allergies too. I have celiac disease. So I kind of have to plan ahead of time to make sure that I can eat that's something fair. at the restaurant. Mm. Um, but no, I really like to plan every. I cool. didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, Just saying, shared my side of the story. But I love to pre-plan a menu for sure. Okay. No, that's fair. I... I think there are times when I know it's a lot. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta have a game plan. But I like to really be surprised and like go through the menu. And um, all right, uh, we'll get into Nate's uh, day of prep for a pitcher uh, in a, a future episode. But uh, this is the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by our great friends at Whataburger. And if you are craving a Dr Pepper and maybe wanting it in dessert form, the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake. Well, we got something for you. The best of both worlds with the Whataburger's Dr. Pepper Shake. You can treat yourself to one while you can. Limited availability. The Dr. Pepper Shake is only at Whataburger for a select period of time. So uh, go to your local Whataburger and get the Dr. Pepper Shake. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right. Uh, the Masters was this past Sunday or wrapped up this past Sunday. There was some thought maybe it'd go to Monday, but it didn't. Uh, you love golf. Love golf. You, Hannah, are about to marry someone who loves golf. Yeah, so, by so therefore, default. I love golf yes. now. Love I am golf. one heck of a cart girl, there I must say. Go. I love watching golf. I love being so mediocre at golf. It's not even funny, but I love golf. I love the first nine as the a cart girl. The okay. first nine are my and favorite. And then you're bored afterwards. And then around like the 10th, 11th hole, I'm kind of like checking my watch. Like, all right, this is going to be a little long, but. <laughs> do you go to the alcohol time. on hole one or do you wait? It depends. Uh, depends on how strict the course is, but usually we're kind of starting off early, and then I just keep the momentum going throughout the day for the group that I'm with. Got it. Okay. I've been told that I sling white claws like Patty Mahomes at Tech. So, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> the biggest <laughs> honor of my life. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. White claws. Uh, what's, your, what's your golf course drink of choice? Probably a transfusion. A transfusion. Oh my god. Pierce just taught me well. That is music to my ears. Yeah. Uh, if I were to change it up, I. Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. I'll go Jack and Coke on okay. the course. What about you? Sure. Yeah, transfusions are the way to go. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't yeah, what's know the what a transfusion yeah. is, it's a little bit of vodka. There's some ginger ale and some grape, like a, just a regular grape juice. Some people do it with cranberry and then a little lime to finish, and it's like just enough to get you going. There's some fizz, 
good flavor. Can you go beers on a golf course? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I have a friend who won't. He it, like it fills him up way too much, and he has a tough time huh. doing beers. And I I don't like that because I'll I think like you know you get a little bit of you can see your accomplishments to some degree when you go with the beers. Now, on see, you see a pet peeve of mine is having a bunch of empties in the cart I so that it. you don't reach into it. Yeah. No. 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 Like just I don't know. Just piles of empty beers in the golf cart. Just you know clutter it just doesn't bode well for you know how you're playing my right. first lesson in cart girl 101 was always taking the trash out so going yeah. through people in our group's carts throwing everything away and these these uh trash cans like the deal that they have here in texas i guess to keep the coyotes away is like this this deal where you step on it with your foot and they're in the ground and it's like this hidden lid I don't know if you guys oh, have interesting. seen those. Yeah, but there's oh, on courses. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places where if you can't find the garbage can, you have to step on it, and then it'll come up from the side, and then you just toss it in the ground. That's hmm. that's a Texas thing that snuck up on me, which I think is a great invention. I love that. No, I think that's great. Um, I'll remember if I'm ever in the cart with you to throw my stuff away immediately. <laughs> uh, all right, so you you're pretty like as much as you can be because it's in season, but like. I, watching the Masters is something you really enjoy doing. Yeah, it's a treat. And it's my dad's birthday is always around Masters weekend. So, yeah, it's nice for him to celebrate. Usually that's around opening weekend for us. So Masters week is a good time. David? David. Happy birthday, David. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, David. Uh, what, is that the top of the list for, like, sporting events you most enjoy watching? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I, this may be – Actually, this might be a pretty popular opinion. Uh, a nap while the Masters is on is just money. There's something oh, yeah. about the theme song, something about just, you know, paying attention to golf, and then all of a sudden you wake up a couple holes later and realize, well, I guess I got to rewind and rewatch, and then there's more golf on TV. What else could you ask for? You got Jim Nance, like, hello, friends. Yep. Just calming. He has Exquisite. the most calming voice yeah. in the world. Who did you want to see win the Masters this year? Hmm. Um, did you see John Rahm taking it all, or who were you voting for this year? I was not surprised when John Rahm won. He's so good at golf. Like, it's amazing. And I think he just talked about it, that he made a couple bad swings in his final round. And, you know, if you can make bad swings in, in Augusta and still win the Masters, and that's just a tribute to how good he is. Um Cam Smith was my horse this year. I wanted him to win it, but I really wanted to see Dustin Johnson play well too with that whole like live defection thing. Like seeing the live guys do well there was awesome. And then I think we should definitely note that I think Phil shot 65 on Sunday. Came out of nowhere. Come on. You know, uh, he wins a PGA, he performs like that. The old guy still got it. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, at his age, kind of came out of nowhere. And he then, was fired up, too. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, if you see that payout, you should be yeah. fired up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you've never been – I mean, obviously, now that you're playing, you can't – but growing up, you never – Nope. Okay. No, yeah. Obviously, we, something you'd want to do once you're done playing. I would love to. And you've oh, never yeah. played Bucket the list. course. No, no way. That is, I mean, that would be like, you know, getting a chance to play Augusta. You know, I, the list of things that you would do or give or pay to go play Augusta is like, Never ending. If you were to play golf with four professional golfers, oh. who would you want to play with and what course would you want to play? Mm. I know it's a loaded question. A loaded question. Um, I'd like to go somewhere that I've played before. Um, I, Trinity Forest is is so cool. They do such a good job out there. And, you know, they're open to hosting us. And they have such a great practice facility. The par three is awesome. But the big course is really cool. Um I would love to play with one of the really long hitters, like maybe like a Cam Champ or 
a Bryson or somebody like that to see what tour long is all about because, you know, all of us think that we're long because we are, but they're long and straight and we're long and in the woods. <laughs> so, you know, watching those guys pound at 350 would be really cool. Um, I don't know. I, I think that I'd like to see Jason Day hit a couple bunker shots. That would be incredible. And then um, somebody who's a good putter, because if you're a good putter by PGA Tour standards, like it's just different. Like every putt has a chance to go in the hole no matter where you're putting from. So I'm sure that list is long too. But yeah, I, I'd like to play with somebody. Like Spieth in his prime of putting? Ooh. Like, um. Yeah, I mean, that'd be someone a good that one. caliber, that'd even if it's not him. One. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm pretty sure the guy's name is Taylor Montgomery. I could be wrong on that. So sorry if I am. But yeah, he's uh, he's ranked up there pretty high. We've seen him on some good, good videos or, you know, the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I heard those guys are coming in town. That's pretty exciting. Um, coming here? Yeah. Sorry if that's not supposed to come out. Oh, yet, wow. But Love it. Yeah. I saw a promotional about some hats that they're supposed to be giving out. And yeah, being able to meet those guys would be really cool because I heard they're around here too. That's awesome. I feel like the DFW area is just huge for the golf community yes. between the headquarters moving out to Frisco. Mm -hmm. Good, good. You have, I know a bunch of other ones that Pierce has told me, but Spieth lives here. The Schefflers live here. I think Bryson DeChambeau as well. My brother and I saw uh, Tom Kim, the young Korean guy mm -hmm. who's making some oh, waves. Wow. He is a really good golfer. And then um, I saw Zalatoris at yeah, Dallas Zalatoris National too. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Sorry about his back. That yeah. stinks. Who have you met? I feel like Speed's been to some Rangers games. Scheffler's been out here. Have yes. you got to meet any of them so far? Yeah, I got to I got to do the whole experience with Scotty Scheffler. Like, uh, and it was pretty soon after he won the masters. And that's uh, honestly, that might be the first time that I've been starstruck over a human being. And it's weird to think that he's like a guy who's younger than me, but you know, being at the top of his sport and the top of the golf world masters champ. And he's on that heater where he's just playing so well and still driving a 2012 Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, so you down You're that's all about that. Awesome. That is awesome. Is there an athlete, an event, anything where that like even compares to either golf or the masters. Like if you met this person or if you got to attend this event, mm. that would be masters quality. And I would even say maybe not even I, uh, if you're having a tough time with that, it opened up to like non sports too. Like if you got to go to like see this person in concert, mm. like, like this would be see like somebody who's the best of the best at what yeah. they do. <sighs> um, you know, Young Young treated us to going to see Cole Swindell in spring training. Now he's got, a big Rangers fan. Yeah, how about that? Hey, Cole. Um, yeah, going backstage and seeing him do what he does was really cool. Um, I actually skipped over. I got to play with Kelly Craft a couple times or at oh, least wow. see him do his thing. And, yeah, you know, watching those guys miss and then still make par from, you know, wherever is just incredible. But I don't know. I think – kind of kind of going sideways i'd love to see like what a concert pianist does like sure. that's incredible because it's just you out there you know maybe a tennis player or something like that going into a major like just you in the crowd and you versus the game or your opponent or you and your instrument that you're putting on a show for that's something i can really get behind and something that you can learn from you know you you guys to a degree have that though right like because you know basketball it's fast-paced but while you're in the box, it's like all eyes are on the pitcher and you. Mm -hmm. Do you, when you started playing in front of more than like 500 people and like 1,000, 2,000, 15,000, 30,000, like 
did, was there an adjustment to like, holy smokes, like everyone is literally, if they're not like staring at their phone, they are staring at me. Yeah, it's kind of wild, you know, because you think about like in your whole routine, if you show up at one o'clock for a seven o'clock game and then you get four at bats and your at bats are, you know, a minute and a half long, you're putting in 10 hours of work every day for four minutes of really putting the work in. Like, it's cool to think about. It's cool to think about how hyper-focused you can get and how all the people there are literally paying money for this entertainment to watch you work. Like, it, yeah, it's definitely something that I've, I've addressed. Hannah, for you, like opening day, you crushed it. You're you. live on the mic on the video board in front of 40,000 people. Like, is that... Do you not think about that? I honestly forget that people are there. I think because of the dance background that I'm have or that I've had my whole life. Um, I was a dancer from the time I was three up until through high school and part of college. I mean, I was used to being on a stage, but looking out to a crowd of darkness essentially because you couldn't see the people that were sitting there. So I think I just have this mentality where I just see myself in front of the camera. And I just lock in and. I have earbuds in of people in the control room talking to me as I'm talking. So I just try to focus on the next thing that I'm saying instead of trying to look around me and people are trying to distract me all the time and kids running around as we've all seen before and things like that. So I just don't really think about it and I genuinely forget that people are watching and then I'll run around the ballpark during the game and people are screaming at me and like, oh, it's the girl from the video board or hey, <laughs> Anna, great job. Board. And I mean, it's so cool and it means so much, but I genuinely forget that that's how many people come to our games and are watching me on the board. Like it's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it is nuts. I uh, feel like that's a pretty normal zone to get into, though, you know, because when you're just paying attention to what you're doing, like, you, know, you can't be thinking about the person that's sitting up there in the fourth deck. You know, you got to yeah. take care of what's right in front of you. I, I always heard coaches talk about, like, controlling the the heartbeat, and I always thought it was, like, a figure of speech, but, like, you really, you have to, I mean, I, I, when, I mean, I obviously not anywhere your level, but I remember, like, when I was a sophomore in high school, I got fouled in a basketball game uh, with no time left, and I had hit three free throws. We were down three. And, like, all of a sudden, my heart started pounding. And I, I did it. I mean, I missed the first one horribly. I was a good free throw shooter, too. I mean, I did. I choked. I, I didn't get it done. But, like, that was the moment when I was like, oh, I get it now when they say you got to control your heartbeat. Like, oh, yeah. you got – and that's, like, a skill, right? Like, breathing, going through routine, and performing in front of – like people with a lot riding on it. It's crazy too, because I'm someone that naturally has a lot of anxiety. I have my whole life, but I can get in front of 40,000 people and talk in and front of fine. the camera and just not even think twice about it. And then have one small confrontational issue and it just like overtakes my whole body. It's crazy. Do you have like a, do you have a routine that like in big moments? That I don't know. If, if you start feeling your heart rate, like you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. There's just, yeah, you just got to do little tasks. So like, yeah. So we'll take last night, for example, you know, like, the thought like creeps into my head. I'm like, okay, I got my trophy today. Like how, how fitting would this be if, you know, Barlow hangs me this curveball and I get to hit it in the seats and we win on a walk-off homer. Like, you know, but as soon as you start thinking about that, like, like I did, I'm late on his fastball instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. But that's just part of the job, you know. That's just the tasks that are put in front of us. And that's what, as performers and entertainers, that's what we're called to do. All right, we just came from Wrigley. That, like, for me, was really cool. I mean, I obviously grew up a Rangers fan, but I would go home from school. I'd watch the Cubs on WGN. Always. Wrigley, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I'd been to Wrigley once. I really, like, have very little recollection of it. Again, like, broadcast games from Wrigley was – and that's not a great booth. It's very narrow, very small. It's an older ballpark. But you're There's, still at Wrigley. But it was still there. I, you still get that. 
That's we talked. That was your first time at Wrigley, That's right? My first time, yeah. I haven't played anywhere in the Central. I've been, yeah, dodging the Central for a couple of years now. But um, yeah, you know, I I wish it would have been warmer. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I hear you on that. You know, because you see so many balls hit in the middle of the summer. I feel like the Cubs are always playing on ESPN, and you know they pump in whatever sound or whatever, and the ball just sounds different coming off the bat there, and you're used to seeing those guys hit them halfway up the stands and out of the stadium, and then we get there, and it's sunny. You got Stroman going for him on day one, sinking the ball, and the wind's blowing in. You're like, well, <laughs> good luck. Maybe today's not the day. Yeah. Maybe today's not the day. But I yeah. caught a foul ball when I was seven at Wrigley. Oh, wow. Yeah. You still have it? It's somewhere in my parents' house. I got helmet nachos the very first time I went. And I, I paid way too much for just because I wanted the helmet. Love and I ended up, you. I was in the bleachers and I ended up just sharing it with all the people around me in the bleachers. And it was an easy way to make friends. It was great. It's just such a fun baseball environment between Wrigleyville and then I think their townhomes or apartments that have the seats on top, which is so fun and just unlike anything else. It's they a call lot of it cool. the friendly confines, right? Yeah. Friendly yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. really, really cool. It is really neat. I, is there a place you haven't played you're like psyched to go? Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. yeah oh, I want to yeah. go to Atlanta. I've never been, you know, I like I've, I've seen a game at the stadium before after we got, after we got finished when I was in the minor leagues, I got to go to Truist, which was SunTrust at the time, I believe. And um, yeah, it seems really cool. I know a bunch of people go out to the battery and have a good time out there and watch the game, but yeah, it'll be fun to go home and play there. You snap picks at Wrigley? Uh, not really, no, okay. you know, with the day games being the way they were and, you know, you're it's at like the ballpark schedule. early. It's like, we did a pretty good job of making sure the buses gave us the right time to go in and get your work in. But, you know, there's definitely some stale time that you spend at the field and you just kind of get, like, out of your groove. Yeah. You guys had sense. an off day in Chicago, didn't you? We did. What did yeah. you do? We did, yeah. Um, we went to breakfast and then walked around. And I saw one of my friends plays for the White Sox and his wife was there with their kids walking through the mall in the same building as a hotel. So I got to catch up with her and see nice. the girls. Um we did lunch and then watched the Masters that afternoon. Yeah, we had an early dinner. I think our dinner reservation was 5.45 and done with that and back at the hotel by 8. That's a pretty good off day to me. Ideal yeah. situation. All right. We, uh, we've got some Q&A for Nathaniel before we wrap things up. But before we get to that, another message from our friends at Whataburger. Introducing the new Whataburger Breakfast Bowl. That's right, one convenient bowl filled to the brim with a fresh-baked biscuit, scrambled eggs, crispy hash browns, creamy gravy, shredded cheddar jack cheese, and your choice of sausage or bacon. Available for a limited time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So pro. You're good at that. Thanks. 40,000 right. people. She can do it with, with three of us in here now. I right. try. Got it. Pressure's off. All right, everyone, we are back with Nathaniel Lowe. We're so excited to bring some fan questions now that we've officially announced him as our third co-host of the Straight Up Texas podcast. So, Nathaniel, are you ready to dive into some fan questions? Let's do it. All right, Jared, you can start it off. Yeah, Galaga Champ wants to know, uh, uh, so on one of the broadcasts, they mentioned that your dad, uh, naval aviator, uh, and wants to know whether the flying bug was passed down to you. 
you know, if I could fit in the cockpit of one of those planes, I would love to. But my dad has started as tall as I was, and now he's got some back problems because he was crammed in there in the uh, front seat of those fighter jets. But you know what? Yes, I'd love to. I just never gotten the chance to. But you you geek out like when you see planes, yes. like okay, and you oh, know because yeah. I remember last year when Top Gun was on in the clubhouse, you were like locked in. Yes, yeah, because they were playing the new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I actually really like the new one. I I was kind of doubtful going in and. Got to see it in New York after, I don't know, it might have been the stretch where we were there where it rained for every yeah. day we were there. And, yeah, I was really pleased with what they did with that movie. They did a really good job. But, yes, I, I geek out over those airplanes. I think military jets are so cool. You know, there's so much time and effort put into creating those jets in the first place. And if you think about it, a lot of the planes that are in service were built in the 90s. And, you know, we're this far removed, and it's amazing what they probably have capabilities of doing now. Didn't even think about that. Right. That's awesome. All right. From Instagram, how 21 kind of a similar question from earlier. If you could play golf with any other professional athlete, who would it be and why? how 21 What's up, Aaron? Oh, we know <laughs> oh, this, yeah, person. this person. Yes, yes. I just pulled a random one. How about so. that? Love yes. it. Yeah, he used to work at the club that I belong to. Um, if I could play golf with any other professional athlete, who would it be and why? I'd like to play, hmm, I'd like to play with Steph Curry, you know, because he's, you know, arguably one of the best shooters of all time. And, yeah, apparently he keeps a really low handicap yeah. and he gets to play in all those program events and he goes out and performs. And I thought he made a start on Corn Ferry or Web.com or one of those one of those mini tours where there's still really talented golfers that play there. Um, yeah, just to see his process, maybe bounce some questions off of him, see where he's at with, you know, career stuff and how he manages, like, being a superstar because you know I, I guarantee he can't go to the grocery store without somebody saying oh my yeah, god no shot Curry. can you hoop can you hoop no okay i didn't <laughs> no, know if like, no you played way. it all no like cuz no we've way. never talked really about basketball so that's why i didn't know i played i played rec basketball i got cut from the basketball team for my high school my senior year hey look at you now silver slugger Honestly. Yeah. laughing now yeah, yeah, right. yeah they got yeah. nothing on you that's okay uh, it works out how it's supposed to yeah absolutely uh, our whetstone wants to know what's your pregame ritual is there any music or must have snacks before a game mm, no it just kind of, it kind of varies you know um I got into a habit of lifting before day games, and I think that one's huge. You got to get your body going because for a while I try and sleep in as long as I can, and then you just show up and you're not really ready because you perform at 7 o'clock most of these nights, and then your body's not used to being on point at 1 o'clock. So, yeah, getting in the weight room, getting some weight moving around, breaking a sweat, like that's that's important stuff. But as far as like actual game day ritual goes, there's there's nothing that's like concrete set in stone. I heard a really good quote from uh, Adam Wainwright, too. I think he was talking about his pregame bullpens, and I think he said something about if you create a dependency on your routine, then you're, you're getting away from what actually makes you good, which is performing when you're supposed to perform, and it's almost like a crutch. So there's no point. Like, there, there's some certain things that you got to do to get your body ready, but if you put too much weight on that, then you're taking away from where you need to be. Do you eat at a certain time before games? I, I don't. Not really. We have family dinner upstairs in the press box at like 5.30 yeah. with whatever they're serving up there, but yeah. no pregame well, ritual. What about you? We won't get into the, what they're serving. I uh, I oh. eat around I eat around 6.30 uh, and then usually wrap up by 6.45. When I was playing football in high school, I used to have a 
whole bag of gummy bears before games. Don't think that was probably the wisest choice. But it's when you're rush. that age, yeah, but when you're that age, like, you don't That's know. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before dance competitions, I would just be that kid that would always have dinner for breakfast. And so before we would perform, like, we'd have solos and things like that. And a lot of girls got really nervous. And so our teacher would try and distract us and say, what did you have for breakfast? And girls were like, oh, a protein shake or a smoothie. And every time she'd get to me, I would say steak and mashed potatoes every single <laughs> you're time. You're ready to go. How about that? All right, we All got right. Uh, two more questions. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. No, you're, you're good. I, I, I cut All you off. Good. You're All up. Uh, B-Man Schuler on Instagram wants to know, if you weren't playing baseball, what would be your dream career and why? Oh, what? I'd be playing golf. 100%. Yeah, you know, those guys fly private everywhere, and they get all these big sponsors, and, you know, you only work on the weekends, and if you have a bad Thursday, Friday, you get a weekend off, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I think that I think that playing on the tour would be super cool. I think that those guys get to see some really awesome golf courses, play in some really great venues, and they do a good job of, you know, getting the game out there. I can't say whether I'd be on PJ Tour or live. That's just kind of up. Oh yeah, end, but yeah, I, I, it's it's cool to see. It really is. Oh yeah, we, we might have to get into that at some point. Uh, all right, Sakane O two wants to know what your favorite dugout tradition is. My favorite dugout tradition. And maybe a handshake too. I'd extend it to that. You know what's what's growing on me, and I think one of the mics are going to pick this up eventually. Is that Beasley says if you scream like just scream down there in the tunnel it feels good to kind of just let everything out and so yeah I, the last couple of games i kind of step in there and just give it a full belly scream i don't know when the last time you guys did that was but it just feels good. before the Sounds game yes. okay so not yeah. like after like a bat at bat like you do it before the game to just get you going oh no no if you're screaming after a bat at bat you're yeah it's that's an uphill battle from there okay yeah, so you, you do you it. get out a lot this Good players get out a lot. So if you're screaming when you get out, like you're just building up some negative stuff and it's tough to get out of that rut. Is there like a line of people waiting to do their scream so that like you're not all doing it together? Uh, you know, it's it's coming around. There are a we'll few people that do it. We'll get some more guys going. Okay. Like, all right, you know, I like the it. Props, like the props and stuff, like the helmets and all that stuff after home runs, that's – that's not for me. I don't know. We've Maybe. never done that. Nah, I don't nah, think, nah, right? Nah, you know, like just a golf clap and give me a high five. Golf yeah. clap. Let's, just, let's just do it again. Well, speaking of golf, this question's from Pierce Pontikas on Instagram. Ooh. Sounds familiar. Uh, he said, 200 out, no wind, flat lie. What club is Nate pulling? He's either stepping on a seven iron or he is trying to cut a six iron. I'm pretty in between on 200. Um, yeah, that's a tricky number for me. Unfortunately, I get that number a lot. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, shout out to Golf Tech in Plano. I just got some new clubs from up there. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, so hopefully this new set of Titleist Irons will help me figure out what my 200 club is. All right, I have one more. This was kind of a general question. We've got lots of mustache questions. So Ugh. what is your stash care routine? Stash care routine. Uh, honestly, I just look at it in the morning and hope it grows. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't have anything that specific to it. I think uh, one of the, I don't know what the name of the brush is. It's like a, bol a whole bunch of like hair spikes maybe it's, I don't know. I just kind of brush it here and there, shave it, make sure it's not sticking over my top lip. And then if it grows, it grows. If you go two homers tonight, will you dye it black, like jet black, yes. like Tom Selleck? If I hit two homers tonight, yeah, we'll get some waterproof mascara on Amazing. there. And it will be thicker in Houston. Every you heard episode, it here first. You heard it here first. Every episode, I'm going to throw one of those out. Like, yes. I'm going to throw, if this happens tonight, you got to do, like, something realistic. Like, you know, I'm not going to ask you to, like, grow a ponytail. But, like, I think that's that's fair, right? Yeah, you can for, reject. Yeah, for two homers, I would definitely die okay. on mustache. All right, awesome. done deal. 
Can't wait. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for episode two of the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by our friends at Whataburger. Thanks to Tim Johnson for engineering, for Nathaniel Lowe and Hannah Wing, Jared Sandler, thanking you for being a part of our ride here on the Straight Up Texas podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, and uh, as always, go Rangers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.